Welcome to the Rise to Change podcast. I'm your host, Daniela Scani. And I'm your host, Marcela Torres Noguera. We're mental health professionals with a private practice in New York City. And guess what? We're not only partners in business, but also in life. This podcast explores the everyday struggles of working professionals that we've seen throughout our combined 25 years of practice, as well as in our personal lives. Our motto is to normalize, not minimize. And in today's episode, we are talking about education. Um, matter of fact, higher education. We know that some people in uh, our audience are pursuing a degree or are thinking about pursuing one, but don't know really where to start. If you're considering pursuing a degree in the arts, then uh, you may be wondering, how do I balance uh, my full-time job, part-time job, family, friends, life, and all of that. So today, we want to focus a little bit on that. And for that purpose, we have Mr. Alex Fisher here, Director of Student Care and Support at Cooper Union for the Advancement of Science and Art. Now, um, for those of you who are not familiar with Cooper Union, a couple of things to say. And you may also not be familiar because you're not uh, from the city. So Cooper Union is one of the um, oldest and actually most distinguished institutions in higher education. The college was founded in 1859 by, if I remember correctly, inventor, industrialist, philanthropist, Peter Cooper. And uh, nowadays, and even back then, it offers world-class education in art, in arts, um, I remember architecture and engineering, correct? correct. Yep, correct. Alex, welcome here. Hopefully I said everything right. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. You're welcome. You're welcome. Um, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, who you are, and what you do at Cooper? Yeah, absolutely. So my name is Alex. I am originally from Missouri. went to school in uh, Kansas and got both my bachelor's and my master's in education there. Ultimately wanted to be a teacher, but I really found my passion in higher education and, and working primarily with first-year students, uh, helping them transition to college, giving them new experiences, and, and really sort of trying to find their path in life, right? I've been in New York now for over 10 years okay. and at Cooper only for about nine months. So as the director of student care and support, my job is to work very closely with our student care team, also with the rest of the uh, school, so administration, faculty, and staff to really help and support our students um, in overall wellness, mental health, and, and making sure that they have the resources you know, that we have that are making them available to them at all hours of the day and night uh, to help and support them with their education. Outstanding, outstanding. Well, you know, uh, our motto, as we said initially, is kind of like to normalize, not minimize. So part of what we would love to hear is what what you're seeing some of the students are struggling with, right? Like I know that some students are coming from other cities, even from other countries sometimes, and they're new to the city and they're new to the program. So can you tell us a little bit about what you're seeing, like what kind of struggles are they going through? Yeah. Mental health wise and, you know, other things, right? Kind of like settling in the city. What are yeah. some of the things that you're seeing? Yeah, absolutely. So our students, they come right to Cooper. It's a very small class that we bring in each year. Right. Um, it's a very rigorous education. And so I think, you know, students think that Maybe they aren't cut out for this education. Mm. They take a couple of weeks of class and say it was the wrong decision. Mm. Um, they were picked for a reason to be at Cooper, a very selective process. 
and they are trying to, you know, forge their way at Cooper and in the world. And so ultimately, I think there's a lot of things that are happening in the world, right? World affairs, we're coming out of two years of the pandemic. Um, students are struggling with, you know, did I pick the right major? Am I going to, you know, find a job when I graduate? Finances is huge right now. Can I afford to live in New York City? Can I afford to eat in New York City? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm coming to an amazing city. Do I even have the time and money to do what the city offers? And so I think students are really, you know, struggling with those aspects of uh, life and trying to figure out how that works here at Cooper as well as in New York City. And ultimately, just again, figuring out life as well. Mm-hmm. So you provided already uh, an answer, but maybe if you can tell us more. How did the pandemic have an impact on on the students? What do you see and what you do? Yeah, so the the work that we're doing every day, right? The the students um, were told by high school administrators, teachers, family, Hollywood, um, you know, the media what their their high school experience was going to look like their senior year. They were told what their college search process was going to look like, and ultimately, some of those things didn't happen or didn't happen in the way that they thought they would, right? Um, some of our students are really struggling with having to have celebrated large life moments mm-hmm. via Zoom, mm-hmm. um, virtually away from family and friends. Mm-hmm. Um, I think our students are still sort of struggling coming out of the pandemic, getting back to this sort of new normal of being in class with other folks, you know, being around other people, large gatherings, um, and trying to figure out how to socialize as well. I think socialization is is maybe one of the biggest struggles right now. Yes. You know, with the students. And I think the other the other piece of this, right, is is figuring out how to, again, live in this new normal mm-hmm. um, in a large city that was sort of, you know, this in the start of the pandemic and, and that sort of thing. The hope, though, is, is that the work that we're doing every single day, the resources that we're bringing to those students, we're offering the programming opportunities to really engage the community. Um, so even just yesterday, we had uh, a breakfast event where our president provides breakfast to all of the students, staff, nice. and faculty. And the nice. hope is, is that they come together, they get free breakfast, but also sure. um, they have the opportunity to you know mingle with one another, to talk with folks, yes. um, and, and to really sort of like engage. And, and the hope is, is that we're building these sorts of programs and providing these sorts of resources to our students so that they feel like they're part of the community and, and we're, we're helping them sort of like bring them out of the pandemic as well. If that awesome. makes sense. Next time, let us know. So we, you know, <laughs> yeah, we, we love to have a free breakfast. Every, every Thursday. You know, as parents with a, you know, raising a child, we, <laughs> <Right>. we, <laughs> we, we wouldn't mind. Well, something that you mentioned that, you know, we, we have dealt with uh, a lot in our practice and we mentioned that earlier. I mean, you yourself said, you know, you, you came from another state and we know that that's happening a lot. So, Tell us a little bit about uh, that transition into New York City, navigating the city. I mean, we know that right now, you know, living in the city is not cheap. So right, it's right. kind of like, how do students, you know, figure it out? Or is it a cultural like shock? <laughs> was it a cultural <laughs> shock for right. you? Because well, it was can, for us. I can say for me, yes, it, it absolutely was. Yes, right? yes. Um, yeah, definitely a cultural shock, I think, for myself and many, right? Mm-hmm. Um, New York City is one of the most amazing cities in the world. And, sure. and obviously, living here, I have tons of friends and family that always want to visit. And I'm sure other folks have the, the same experience, right? Yeah. Um, Tell them that well, you're busy. Right, exactly. Right. <laughs> <laughs> or that you're, you're in a studio apartment. Right, like, right, you can't fit the right, whole family. Fit them, right, you have to stay in a hotel and I'm not paying for it. <laughs> So, (laughs) but I I think, you know, New York can also be one of the loneliest places in the world with, you know, over 8 million people living here. Um, It's a much different experience. And when you're coming here for maybe the first time, so knowing some of our students, they actually have never visited New York before coming here to go to Cooper. Mm -hmm. And so I think 
part of that is is really again giving them opportunities, resources, programming opportunities to get them connected to resident assistance, college orientation guides, their advisors, you know, TAs, that sort of thing to really connect them to the Cooper community, mm-hmm. but also giving them opportunities to experience this amazing city, right? So for our first year students, we had 40 students show up just to learn how to like navigate the subway. Wow. And so oh, I nice. think that's, you know, a huge moment, right, is, is that students really do want to be able to go out into their city that is now home yeah. for at least the next four years um, to be able to experience the city. And so providing them with just programs, again, to connect them to that city or bringing folks in, right, bringing different guest speakers into the campus to really open up the conversation and the discussion around different topics that maybe they weren't interested in before, but now they're away from family and friends and they're sort of figuring out their new life, right? And, and maybe becoming more and more interested in different topics. I'm so glad that you brought up the the whole thing with navigating the subway because that's what we see as being a, a major limitation for people to think about the logistics and be so scared about how to do... a Something that, you know, as as New Yorkers, we do, you know, we do every day, yeah, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, but there's also folks who may be a little bit older and thinking about going back to school. And then they're like, well, how do I get from point A to point B? Or maybe right. they've never done it before. Maybe they just like, uh, you know, Mar- Marcel and I, we took, um, you know, completed a part of our education in another country where the layout is totally different mm-hmm. in another city. So you come here like, all right, w- what do you do? I mean, the subway map looks a little bit intimidating. <laughs> uh, it can be. Um, if you don't mind, tell. I know you, you spoke a little bit uh, about the resources, but what do you think students can do to really relax, unwind, um, you know, take care of their, their self-care? Because that's what, what, what we're seeing is that with the reopening of society, people are are – are focusing on, all right, I need to, I feel that I'm missing out. I feel that I'm, I'm behind, which is right. not necessarily correct. Right. Because right. people always forget that there was a pause of two yes. years. Right, exactly. Right? A little, you know, a tiny right. little pause right. that affected <laughs> the entire universe as, as we know it. But what can students do to really, you know, go through their uh, courses and, uh, and maybe relax and right. practice self-care? Yeah. So I think, you know, what we're trying to do with the student care team at Cooper um, and student affairs in general is is really integrate wellness into every aspect of their life. Right. Whether it be from academics, whether it be to programming outside. Um, so whether that's catching up with friends, grabbing a meal, uh, if we can provide that meal, maybe they get a free meal out of mm-hmm. it. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but really just try, trying to, to create this community amongst their classmates, um, their peers um, and that. You know, they're, they're able to build that community together. But I think to, to relax, right? Like there's always something going on in the city and you feel like you have to be on the go 24 seven mm-hmm. because you're missing something yeah. or you're behind, like you said, right? And, and you're not able to then, um, you know, be at the same level as other folks. And so you're really trying to like forge your way in that. I think the hope is, is that we're providing those resources to students that they can take care of themselves, but also find the balance of, of being able to go to school, go to class but also exploring their city. So whether it's enjoying the great parks here, right, mm-hmm. uh, going to the waterfront, um, just being able to, again, go out to dinner with uh, friends or family, sure. uh, catch a movie, a play, whatever that might and be. And a lot right? of restaurants are reopening, which is yes, a, yes. exactly thing. Right, so right. And outdoor dining might be here to stay. And yes. I think people love that. Making so. it European-like, yes, right? Right, right, right. <laughs> right. Cafe, sounds like Absolutely. Yes. 
you know, somewhere in Rome or Paris, uh, something yeah. like that. Right. But but the the other wonderful thing about this city, I mean, I know many other cities have that too, but like particularly about New York, I have always been amazed as an immigrant, sort of like how many things you can do also for free, right? right. Like, you know, as you said, like different things that are going on in, at parks or just like, you know, free concerts, free, I don't know, readings, like there are all sorts of things. And sometimes um, students and, you know, people in general, including, you know, uh, myself, like that's something that I really try to pay attention to. But it's like, it's so much that, you know, it's 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 good to have a place where, you know, maybe there are some ideas, right? right and kind right. of like this week, this is kind of like what's happening. And that's part of what, in a way, inspired our podcast because okay. we wanted, you know, people listening and our audience to have more um, access and ideas about what else can we do to, you know, promote, kind of like to feel better and mm -hmm. to balance things better with school, with right. work, with, yeah. right? With life. With life. And and one of the things that uh, I, I think um, if you, I don't know, you know, without disclosing, uh, disclosing um, you know, personal information, but what does success look like for the students that you see, hey, you know what, they, they, they arrive, they get to Cooper, and you see that they're able to hit the ground running right. and that they, they thrive. And, um, you know, is there, is there something that they're doing a little bit different? And if so, what can we tell the other, you know, the rest of the group so that, you know, they also maybe, you know, get better and feel better? Right. Absolutely. You know, I think our students and for me, right, I think for our students and for our staff, success is integrating them into our community, really providing them with this, you know, very rigorous education that is going to hopefully help them uh, and set them up for success in mm -hmm. the, the professional world, right? Um, giving them those opportunities to to learn, grow, experience new things, maybe really question some things that they're learning yes. and, and become um, a better citizen in, in their own society, whether it's on campus or outside of campus. And so figuring out how to, to, to help them with that. But I think, again, helping them also find those resources, coming to us and feeling comfortable disclosing certain information and really talking to us about the struggles that they're going through. And then hopefully seeing them graduate in four or five years, right? And and move on, whether that's from Cooper or whether that's from another institution, but seeing them, you know, ultimately walk across the stage, get their diploma, and then move on and having secured a job, hopefully. Um, maybe it's not the, the job they wanted, but mm -hmm. hopefully it's something that is in their field. It's helping them uh, to, to move forward to that ultimate and, and goal of, of whatever they want to do. Sure. I mean, I something that I remember um, reading about is that Cooper offers also like uh, access to an app that mm -hmm. students can yep. tell us a little bit about the app because I, I think that's so great. Like yeah. that's something that I'm like, wow, like, yeah, you know, absolutely. I wish I had that when I was a student. Yeah, absolutely. So tell us Same, about right? It. Same. Literally <laughs> students can access uh, Timely Care mm -hmm. uh, is a 24-7, 365 app or web-based uh, platform. Uh, students can go on. They can speak to either a nurse practitioner or a doctor. It is telehealth and also emotional health. Um, so students can schedule appointments with a mental health provider or they can do on-the-go um, or on-demand uh, counseling. Usually the wait is less than five minutes. It's usually much quicker than that. But for any appointment, it's it's usually about five minutes or so. Wow. And they're connected to an individual, right? Uh, they never have to leave their room. They never have mm. to leave their apartment. They never have to leave their bed. Um, so the you know the what we've talked about with students and and saying that they're sick, they can't come to class, right? But they couldn't go to the doctor to get a doctor's note. They literally could have talked to somebody. Yeah. 
on this app, right? Mm -hmm. Had a telehealth appointment, got a doctor's note, let us know, hey, I'm sick. I can't come to class today. And and ultimately, it would have been taken care of, right? And so the hope is, is that students are accessing this platform. It's free of of charge to all students at Cooper. Um, It's currently U.S.-based, but the the hope is, is that students are able to access it anywhere in the country, right? And and use that platform to to really help them with their emotional wellness, with their physical uh, wellness, and, um, you know, hopefully move forward and, and be well at Cooper, right? Yeah. One of the things that, that I like to, uh, I, I think it's a it's a pandemic within the pandemic mm-hmm. that we see a lot with different clients is the addiction to social media. Yeah, absolutely. And how, um, you know, it's not just students, it's not uh, just uh, adults that they spend a lot of time on uh, TikToks, on Instagram, <laughs> on Facebook. Right, right. And, uh, and I, 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 you know, I've worked with different clients who tell me it's hard to stop. Yeah. Uh, how do I stop? And then, you know, we, we work in, in, in our practice to, to help them with right. that. But is there something there that, that maybe you're seeing as a pattern? I'm not saying that, you know, um, this is something that I think is still somewhat new because people are realizing yeah. now that, hey, TikTok is, is great. Right. Um, you know, no disrespect. <laughs> I, I don't mean to uh, <laughs> speak negatively about the, the, the platform, but it's a fact. People are spending a lot of time on it. Right. And in such a, for, for a student who's involved, who's taking, let's say, you know, uh, 12 credits or, or more in such a rigorous program, right. then they get to the end of the week and they're like, oh my gosh, I just spent two hours or more, right, which yeah. is right. generally more than <laughs> right, two hours. Right. <laughs> right. So I'm um, just just out of curiosity if that's something that, that, that you see that you know that the people that students complain about. Yeah, so uh guilty. I've definitely spent more than two hours scrolling on uh, <laughs> on TikTok. Right? Yes. Um I actually have a friend that works there and we talk about this fairly often about the algorithm <laughs> and how it works. Um you know, but I think our students do struggle with uh connecting on social media and also spending too much time on social media. I think the the big piece is that students also use social media to see what the, what others are doing, yes, mm-hmm. and then they feel like they're missing out, right? FOMO, the fear of missing out. Exactly. Um, literally talking to a friend, and and they were upset that they weren't what in whatever country that other friends were, right? Yeah. Um, and a lot of that was because they were seeing it on social media. So I, I do think it does have a huge impact. Uh, whether it's um, you're you're missing out on something, mm-hmm. you see things that maybe are hurtful and harmful to your emotional or mental health or physical health, those sorts of things. Mm-hmm. But I also think students in some ways are struggling too because they do get wrapped up in that cycle of endless scrolling and they've just spent two or three hours on that when they should have been reading you know, the assignment for tomorrow mm-hmm. or completing that paper or doing the take-home exam, that sort of thing. So I, I do think that students are still struggling with that. And I'm not sure that there's any good way to fix that right now sure. um, because I do think that's the whole point of those platforms, right, is, is to really – suck people in and keep yeah. them going. Um, and, and the hope is, is that people are using it though in positive ways, whether that's finding reinforcement from, you know, accounts that are really giving positive messages mm-hmm. uh, or study tips or, or that sort Absolutely. of thing. One of, one of the things that, for example, we have um, come across is the following scenario, a student who, and, and this is actually my scenario, remember, where you, I was, I was working uh, somewhat of a um, crazy part time. It was thirty hours a week, and I was studying for my BA. And I get to the end of it, and I'm like, boy, like, what do I do? Do I continue with my masters, or do I just take a year off, you know, sabbatical and go somewhere and have, uh, you know, and just relax? Right. Um, is this something that you see at Cooper? And if so, what, you know, what do you? 
What do you say? What do you do? Yeah, definitely. I think that students are constantly thinking about whether they continue their education or not, right?、Uh, it's the return on investment. So, do I spend this amount of money to get this degree? And is it going to push me forward in the professional world to have a better paying job or a higher you know, level position starting out? That sort of thing. So, I definitely think students are struggling with that. And I think that part of that is, is Um, there's a lot of pressure from parents,、mm-hmm. right, to get this education, to get this degree, to get this good paying job. I think students are also putting this pressure on themselves. And so I know our, our folks in、um, career services are, are constantly working with students to talk to them about what does that education look like? Do they continue it? Trying to find, you know, the, the best possible job for them in their field. But I do think that students are struggling with making that decision. Do I continue my education or do I just immediately move into the, the work field? And, and speaking from the experience of myself and, and like you, right?、Uh, I thought if I didn't do my master's, I probably would never go back and actually do it.、Yeah. So I just continued straight from undergrad to my master's program to just be done with it and to have it.、Mm-hmm. I'm so glad that I did do it because I've also worked with friends and seen friends do this where they wait 10 years to go back and、sure. get that degree. And then they have a full time life, right? They have a family, they have a job. And they're trying to balance all of those things with their education. So I think it's trying to give students those resources and、uh, connect them with the right people to make those decisions. And it is a very personal decision, too. Absolutely. Sure. I, I like the thought process. In my case, I just tossed a coin. I'm <laughs>、yeah. like, okay, you know, my, my, my parents were happy, though.、Yeah. My parents were happy. So I know you told us about the app, and I, I love, I really love the idea of like that being available to students. Can you tell us about other resources? You know, any, any other resources that are available for students that we should know about? Yeah. The, the resources in your team. Like, yes, in your team. You know, give us a sense of the magnitude because, you know, it may not be, you may not necessarily have 25,000 students, right? But we, Would like for people to know, for, for prospect students to know, hey, what people want to be part of something. Right. Tell right. us about that. Yeah, absolutely. So,、uh, the student affairs team at Cooper Union is, is small but mighty. So, we're a team of about 12 people、uh, serving、uh, roughly about 1,000 students on campus each and every day,、uh, whether it's career services, student involvement, so student clubs and organizations, residential life. And the student care team.、Um, we are all working very, very、um, you know, tightly knit together to hopefully provide resources and support for our students in different ways, whether it's connecting them to career fairs and employers, whether it's connecting them to you know, mental health and emotional health、um, based wellness programs or resources. To again, student clubs and organizations, how do they integrate themselves into the community? How do they build that community? How do they continue to help Cooper build the community and ultimately leave Cooper a better place than when they, they started, right? And they found it. So,、um, specifically from student care, you know, we have again the app, Timely Care, that we work with very closely, but a lot of it being too that we, we have our student care coordinators、um, that, that meet with students on a pretty regular basis、mm-hmm. on campus that I work with.、Uh, we also have a, a team of about 30. Or so providers that we contract with、okay. uh, in the neighborhood in the New York City area that we really try to connect students to for emotional and mental health care.、Mm-hmm. And ultimately, those providers are, are working with those students, whether it be、um, that Cooper's providing that service to them or they're working、um, to, to continue long term care with those providers. So, a lot of it is, is, is really using our team、uh, wisely, but again, being able to connect every single student. And a lot of it being too that students have faculty, staff, 
and, uh, you know, grad assistants or teaching assistants, mm-hmm. um, advisors, resident assistants that they can work with as well. And, and being a very small community, we are very connected with each and every student. And the hope is that we know each and every student as an individual uh, sure. rather than as a number, right? And mm-hmm. so we have those faculty members reaching out because they're concerned about a student or even myself, you know, knowing individuals and being able to make those connections from, from first year all the way through, mm-hmm. you know, their senior year uh, and really helping them, you know, progress from that first year through their senior year or, or beyond even. Mm-hmm. Awesome. I can see the passion there and I'm sure that, uh, that your students uh, see it as well. Alex, thank you. This has been, uh, this has been great. I, yeah. I feel that uh, I have to say I, I was only good at building Legos. <laughs> <laughs> same, same. <laughs> yes. So that, 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 that wouldn't do it. That's why I became a, a, a therapist. But, but it's nice to know that there's a place within the city where people where students can can get their rigorous education, but at the same time get the support that they need, especially at the end of a pandemic, you know, at least, you know, right. what it looks like on, on, on this side of the ocean. Um, so I, I think it's great. Phenomenal. Yeah. Thank um, you all for having yes, me. I really appreciate it. Thank us. you yeah, for allowing me to, to talk about Cooper and the work that we're doing every single day. Really appreciate it. You're welcome. You're welcome. Thanks. This has been another episode of the Rise to Change podcast. If you'd like to learn more, you can visit our website or find us on social media, which are linked in the description below, along with any resources we mentioned in this episode. Thank you for listening. And remember to always be kind to yourself. yourself.